Did you get into something last weekend? How did uh? I did, yeah. It was dope. How how how'd your night transpire? It was a good night, actually, man. I was um, I went to these homies uh, event. It was like a private event at this new spot called the Medium. It's Medium. out in Sugar House. Mm. It's like a creative space. Like this uh, fashion designer dude like owns it, and they rent it out for like creative things. Like the other day, they just did like a fashion show there on Thursday, mm-hmm. and that night. They had all these like dope ass like uh, red lights like hanging from the roof, and they had like a live band in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this one guy named Joshi Soul. He's uh, I think you know him. Um, one of the homies in the band, he's Mexican. He's like the only Mexican because it's like mm-hmm. an African American band, and they're hella dope. They play jazz, like I was telling mm-hmm. you guys, bro. It was so sick. They were covering like um, Juvenile. Uh, uh, I like it like uh-huh. that. But they were playing it in jazz. It was so dude. It was dope as fuck. And then um, they were doing, like, hella covers of, like, famous, yeah. like, hip-hop songs. I was like, damn, this is tight. And, yeah, it was sick, bro. Mm-hmm. We got there, like, like the last hour because it ended at 10. Mm-hmm. Ended at 10. It was hella early. And, like, dude, I was lit. And they were giving out free. <laughs> I was lit from here when I left yeah. here. And there, then they were, and He then left they were, from here. Huh? We did record. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get this out the way. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so this is a part two. We had a little hiccup last week, but here we are, better than ever. Hey, things happen. The remix. It was the, the remix. Ta- this, this is the, the remix to ignition. <laughs> keep R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, keep him locked up. We keep don't need him on the streets. Keep him. Yeah. And so they were giving out free wine, bro, uh-huh. right there at that spot. Uh, what's uh, what were we talking uh, about? Ah, uh, the Samule or Samule or some bullshit. Wine? Ah. Is that wine? The wine taster. Like you know that's the wine. title. That's the title. That's but, the title of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, of a wine you taster. Know, yeah, of a wine taster. I didn't know that. We were just talking about it like fucking just before barely. you came. Yeah, there's, there's like this job where uh, people just know where the wine comes from, mm-hmm. the region, the age, damn, the fucking oak. Like they know the everything gr- the to it. The type of grape, whatever, how yeah, it was yeah. distilled or what, whatever the case. Yep, I know exactly That's how amazing, man. it's made. Yeah, and so it was dope, bro. Ended early. Shout out to them. Dope ass event. And then we just went to Arepas, the Venezolano Arepas. restaurant on State uh-huh. Street. Never been. Have you seen it? No. It's right no. there by, uh, like, where Twist is and everything. It's on the front part of State Street. Oh, what's it called? It's on the... It's on the corner. Is it by Fat Boys Phillies? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> the Fat Boys Phillies? Or are you talking yeah. about stay, like, on 4 South or, like, where? Yeah, exactly? okay, so there's 4 South, right? Yeah. And you know how there's that small little road to get to the parking lot? Oh. That you can park at? Yeah, yeah For yeah. Twist and all that? Gotcha. Okay. So it's on that corner right there in the mm-hmm. corner. Arepas, and they stay open till like two, and mm-hmm. they sell beer there. Did they really? Yeah, bro. I was on one last Saturday, and then I got another beer at Arepas. It was yeah. the it was the tea talk effect. Yeah, it was, bro. Effect. You guys got me lit, and I was like, all right, <laughs> and went on a little went on the date. Oh well, I was on the date the whole time with that girl. It was dope, and we were talking there till like hella late. Uh huh. It was it was good. I just saw her right now too before I came here, so. Hey, I don't say no her. names, but shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. How does how does one get like invited to those things i feel like it's just like a small community at that point right yeah yeah so the homie the one that plays in the band they were selling tickets and he's just the homie like from just the music scene really we're not like homies homies like we don't hang out and stuff yeah but yeah he just sent me the invite on ig he sent me a message and he was like hey come through so i was like cool Mm -hmm. and we got in for free i didn't know they were yeah i didn't know they were uh charging Mm -hmm. because when we got there they didn't tell us nothing so i was like all right you were on the list yeah, I was on the list. <laughs> and the girl, she forgot her freaking ID, and mm-hmm. they still let her in. They just didn't give her the wristband to drink. Uh, she couldn't drink. Uh-huh. But I actually, <laughs> I gave her the, because uh, you guys gave me the the 
the mule, the oh, Moscow, Moscow mule. Yeah, and I gave it to uh, he, her. He even took a party favor. Yeah. yeah, and she was sipping. She so she still got it good, even though mm-hmm. they didn't give her the wristband. I gave her the drink, and she was just sipping, and no one told her nothing. Uh huh. It was like a private spot, you know. So it was mm-hmm. cool, man. It was cool. Like a lot of like, yeah, it was like a different crowd, you know. I like that crowd. It was chill. Do you do you get a lot? Do you get invited to a lot of places? You're just like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going. Like this seems a little corny. Uh, or like, are you at the point where like I'm just I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna show face. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet new people. Yeah, a little bit. I don't get. I don't know. I don't get invited too much. Mm-hmm. The places where I think it's kind of. I don't know, corny or whatever is like all the main spots, like mm-hmm. all the spots everyone goes to, you know, mm-hmm. the hype beast spots. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you say uh, where your residency is at one of the main spots? It is. I feel, but like I don't go every weekend. They they invite me. Uh-huh. The guy that books me invites me. Like he invited me tonight, and I was yeah. just like, oh. to perform? No, just they're, they're like, oh, oh, it's it's this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, the security, no, nah, the people at the security, I mentioned it last time, like, uh-huh. they're funny, like, they'll get a new security person, a new security guy, or a door girl, Yeah. and I've had it happen to me, like, twice, they're like, wait, hold on, hold on, it's like nine, it's early, like, oh, no, no, don't go in yet, it's not, right. it's not open, I'm like, bro, I'm performing, I'm the talent, I'm like, look, I'm on the flyer, and they're like, yeah. well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like, what, but I'm like, nah, it's cool, they're new, uh-huh. how does, how does someone get a, get a residency, how, how did you go about that? An artist that wants to that thinks on doing that. Yeah. Well, how can they start? Especially in Salt Lake City, because I've never heard of that shit before. I'll yeah, be honest I, with yeah. You. <laughs> you're the first. Yeah. That's first the person I've heard one. of of like, that. The thing. only residencies I've ever heard is like Vegas. Vegas yeah. residencies. Me too. That that's was the it. only time I heard about it. When he told me at first, so shout out to Handsome Hands. He's the one behind it. So Handsome Hands is like the booking agent at Exchange by Twist. That's like his job there. Mm-hmm. Handsome Hansen is an OG in the Utah scene. He used to work for United 2 back in like 2000, I don't know, 5, 2006, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And like he's just, he's been, he has hella connects. He's been doing it. And honestly, it was a recommendation, bro. I don't know if you guys know Dirty Dave. Oh, yeah, I've heard about him. Yeah, yeah. so Dirty Dave's, yeah, Dirty Dave's probably one of like, I would say, because I have a lot of close homies out here, but I would say he's one of the, like the, um, you know, hardest working, one of the top DJs. I'm going to give him that, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dude. We're cool. You know, he works on the radio. And we've we've kind of crossed paths here and there, you know. And not everyone's going to show you love, but that doesn't mean that they're hating on you. It just means they just maybe don't know how to show love, mm-hmm. you know. And for the longest time, I thought that was the case. But I remember I reached out to him and I was like, bro, I have this new song, Pasito mm-hmm. Prohibido. Can I pre- that was this summer. Can I premiere it on the station? And he's like, yeah, bro, come through. And they've been doing his radio show from his house. So he has a similar setup like this in his mm-hmm. house in the basement. He's been doing the radio live from there since, like, the pandemic or whatever. And so, honestly, I don't know. Like, Handsome Hands reached out to me, bro. Mm-hmm. And I remember a few months before that happened, I tried to follow him on Instagram, and he never followed me back. You know, and I, and I have this weird thing about that. Like, I always joke around with crowd control about that, that I'm like, if people don't follow me back, like, I'll just go and unfollow them again. Because it's like, for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's a rule, though. Yeah, it's like reciprocal, you know? Yeah, yeah. But and at the same time, you don't know if they, like, there's a bunch of you. followers and they're just like, oh. Yeah, they yeah. don't know who it is. Or maybe they have principles on there and, like, I only follow people back who I know. Yeah, like, exactly. A lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have that, that they're like, oh, I only follow Maybe they're not, like, them. it's not like they're not fucking with you. They just don't know you. They just don't know you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's happened. That's happened where I've, that, like, you know, um, they didn't follow me back. And then I meet them. And then right after I meet them, they follow me. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. There we go, right? Yeah. Like, oh, hell yeah. And then I've, I've had people in the industry, 
DJs, artists that don't even know me and they follow you right away. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's tight. Because it's just like that reciprocal, you know? Yeah. Like you're being reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, I respect what you're doing, I respect what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some people that like are on a certain level sometimes, or at least it looks like it. And they're just like, ah, you know, like, I don't need to follow you. Nobody back. They're too cocky. They think yeah. they're above yeah, everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like that. Too. Yeah. It's that happens too. But, you mm-hmm. I, you know, but you never know until you actually meet the person. Because you could think, oh, they're cocky. And then you meet them and they're like hella cool. Yeah. It, it leaves you like a, like a, a sour taste in your mouth. That yeah. they're not following you back. And yeah. then you like fucking meet them. Like, oh, no, nah, this person's dope or whatever. Yeah. This may be like, you don't know them until you actually know them. Yeah. You get to meet them. And so the so I apply that rule to me. Unless they're bot followers. Because I don't know if you guys have noticed. There's a lot of those Bitcoin motherfuckers that like. We've had a lot. Those of, robots. A lot of like sex bots. A yeah. lot of, like we'll we'll tweet something about or like I'll tweet something about sex or like the, the episode is related to some, like about sex. Mm-hmm. Like we had like a sex worker on, yeah, and oh, then no way. and then like the week after, just like fucking twenty followers, just like sex bots. Jesus, yeah. You guys had a sex worker on? Yeah. Which one was that episode? I want to go check it out. Um, it was the it was the early episodes. Episode sixteen. It was pretty, I see it on the board right there with her. It was pretty good or what? Yeah. She gave us a lot of info. Insight. Yeah. On she's like so she works for OnlyFans or she does OnlyFans. Oh okay. So she makes her money off that shit. So Okay, she it's OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Okay. I but wonder. it wasn't like no like escorting or okay, anything like I see. that. I'm still like I want to get an escort on. See, this man thought we had a prostitute in here. Yeah, <laughs> I thought y'all had an escort up in here. I was a like, lot we, lizard. We paid her to. We <laughs> to paid an hour, yeah. oh, an hour, over an time. hour over time for the pod. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, who's fucking first? Oh, we just want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Settle down, settle down. There's three of you. Okay, <laughs> and that's triple. That's, that's triple. triple. <laughs> if there's still time after the hour mark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god, dude. Sex work is real work. Yeah. They say, you know. Would you say. would you date someone with the OnlyFans? <sighs> OnlyFans, maybe, but escort, no. Dude. Oh no, that, nah, no. I don't know if I told that story on. last time. Did I tell you guys that story? That no. I dated an escort. No, you didn't. I didn't know she was an escort mm-hmm. until like a month. <laughs> you in. saw you saw her at work. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it on a date. Uh, no, no. I I I got it out of her. Like I kept asking her. Uh-huh. Cause I kept. You she had kept a hunch. You had a. Yeah, hunch. I had a. She bought you a PS Five. You're like, hey, <laughs> how'd you get this? <laughs> like, she ain't not enough now. Like, good you work, wish. Good bro, you work wish. at Target. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, I wish, bro. <laughs> nah, they had like um, they had like a regular job, and then they were they would always be like, oh yeah, I'm this, busy this weekend. I got weekend. this side hustle thing that I'm working on with uh, you know, my partner and shit. That's all they would say, Her right? Pimp. Yeah, yeah, Her it, pimp. and it was a girl, right? And at first, I was always like, okay, whatever. But then eventually, like after a month, after time, you start. So what is it? Yeah. Oh no, there was always an excuse, always, always, always. And then finally, like I just had a feeling in my gut, bro. My intuition. How long did this go for? Like three months, and I found out after a month. You know, mm-hmm. my 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 toxico came out, and I was like, yo, if you don't tell me, we're done. And then she finally told me in her with her. I already knew. Because so I found her uh, online. I oh, found her on, on the website. On Eros? Eros? Yeah. No, not that one. Not that oh. one. Wait, there's, an, one. there's another one? There's the, other ones, yeah. No, we haven't explored the other one. We've seen only Eros. No, there's another one, We've yeah. seen old classmates or old mutual friends on there. Yeah, that's crazy. I believe that. Because there's t- people that you know from like, I don't know them in person. But you, but know, you know of them. Know mutual, of them. And then like, you whatever. see them on there and you're like, oh, like, shit. This girl's whoring. Yeah. Like, Damn, okay. Eh, they're not really whoring, though. I'm, I mean, sometimes, Some of them, but I don't know, man. It's it's a tricky. Yeah, it is. I think. Just, anyways, yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, really right. talk about yeah. it because yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I don't. We're not in their yeah. position. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They get in the bigger bag than us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they get in. Just to say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get, tip the tip the tip, head up to them. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was a trip, bro. It was a mm-hmm. uh, when I found out it was like horrible, bro. I had a horrible feeling in the heart just yeah my heart, sank bro. It just sank, stomach. bro. And no. I don't know how I kept it going. Like it was just on some toxic shit, really. She like, was fucking crazy. That's why. Yeah. Oh, and she was like fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> That's why. No, really, straight up. <laughs> I'm gonna say it straight up. You were you were you were in love with. The yeah, wow. bro. Beep that, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get canceled. You know what I'm <laughs> no, but yeah. So you know, but it was a learning lesson, man. And I got res- and, and I walked away. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of it, because it was getting real toxic. Wait, so when you confront her about that, she still keeps working, and you are trying to just be okay accept with it? it. You're trying to accept it. Uh, like, long long story short, yes, kind of. So when I like when we found out and she told me, I wasn't like you need to leave type thing. I was just more like trying to accept, like trying to like understand, I'm trying to see her side of it. And, like, yeah, like just trying to like process everything. And then I was just oh, like, she, she had that gushy gushy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> she had that yeah. gushy splashy. Yeah, that wet wet. not gonna leave. And I was just like, oh fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then she was the one that was trying to reassure me. You know, she was the one that was like, no, I'm trying to get out, this and that. And like, trying to get out the game. Yeah, from what I know, bro, I'm not going to lie. This was like months after we stopped talking because she did have that good, good, bro. Like yeah. she finally, he, she was finally off the website. When we were still talking, she said she was going to get off. She was still on there. So she didn't. But like six months later, whatever the time being was, mm-hmm. she was finally off of it. And like I saw on IG like, she got like she got pregnant. She was like in a serious relationship. Could have been so, you. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, I wish you the best," you know. Yeah. And I hope she's doing good. Too. What, what, what was she like? Class. What a class man. <laughs> yeah. Was she like out there fucking like, or like was she going on dates? There's, there's like t- different types of like you know escorts. Like some people just want company. Yeah. Some like actually want. From fuck. what she told me is that that it was just like that like company, company like going and, on dates. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's tolerable in a way if you actually like you. Know, yeah. I can see in your point of view you're just like okay if I because like if it was fucking I would have been out the door. Yeah. Like I'm not tolerating that. Yeah, man, and it's just like you know, this man tolerated fucking. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this man tolerated. Nah, fucking. I didn't, bro. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. That's why I left, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like after, well, it was really like two months, not three. Yeah. It was like two. But it's just dating. It's like nothing like serious. Yeah, it was you know, you're serious, getting to bro. know the person. Yeah, it was just you know, it just wasn't a good time in my life. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. It's a rough patch. Yeah, cause you know, cause that that's really my responsibility too. You know, who who kept me there? You know, it was me. But yeah, know. yeah. But when it what really drew the line was I was doing my first ever festival in San Jose, California, bro. I'm at the festival like Rolling Loud. There, uh. nah, nah. <laughs> it was a small little. It's a small festival, like Smokers festival. Fest. Smokers <laughs> Fest. Nah. <laughs> Sonido Clash and fucking Kelly they, Batch. Um, she was like blowing up my phone because yeah. I like put, I put a story on my video like I did a story on my Instagram of this one singer, uh, Miss Nina, and she's like this very sexual artist. She's from Argentina, like reggaeton and shit, mm-hmm. hella dope. She's all dancing and shaking ass on stage. She's fine, bro. I'm not gonna lie, you know. And we partied with her after, and I was posting all that shit, mm-hmm. and she got hella mad, you know. Hey, she couldn't. She couldn't keep up with the lifestyle. Yeah, she's like, "How you gonna tell me that I can't do this? But, do you're, this, out but you're out here doing this, and it's like, well, you're right, you know." Yeah. And then she's like, she basically gave me the ultimatum, like, "I don't want you to." She didn't say it, but she pretty much was saying, "It's either me or music." And I was like, "All right, bye. Bro, like, the no, music wins." No, no, no. Come on. And not now. even just that. We already had yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on top of the other other shit. That was yeah, a, that was on, the man. last straw. 
<laughs> so we, we weren't ever official. We were just seeing each other and yeah. stuff. And I wish her the best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whatever. Well, then, but I learned. I learned uh-huh. a lot. She taught me a lot about the industry. So that's why when you said that about the other guests, yeah, like it gives you that inside view that you're like, oh shit, okay. Like you start having a better understanding. Yeah. You actually start looking at them as a um, a real person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just well, like I'm fucking around, but you know. But yeah, but it's ultimately. it's something that you don't know. You're ignorant about, but mm-hmm. then you actually get to know about it. You're just like, okay, I see. You're I like, see. Oh, yeah. I understand it now. Yeah, exactly. But shall we? Let's get into this shit, then. I want to know more about Santos Jaguar. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, we got Santos Jaguar. The it's, remix. Uh, let, this is the, we already announced it, huh? Yeah. The my bad. My bad. The remix. Episode fifty-three. Episode fifty-three. Yeah. God what? damn it! Could have been fifty-four. <laughs> right, before we no before we go in before we go in, I wanted to I wanted to bring this up. All week, Riyak, I saw, uh, actually yesterday, I saw people attacking you over uh, you not replying to messages. Snapchat. I just. I felt felt the same. When I saw people attack you, I felt the same because I sent you something important. On Snapchat? On Snapchat, yes. And I thought that you felt some type of way with me because of the episode. On Snapchat? You sent me something on Snapchat? Yes, I sent you something on Snapchat. Yeah, here's the thing. Snapchat is This is my, for the people. This Snapchat is my last place that I can hop on. I hop on that bitch every three days. And I see messages. And you're just like, eh. Whatever. Because like I'm time. I'm busy. I'm working. Yeah. I have text messages, other shit like that I have yeah. to look at. And especially after you open it, it's gone. And it, not even that I don't even open it. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't even open it. I get the notification, but then I'm just like I'm on to the next thing. I'm just like, oh, I'll open it later. And then hours later, days go by and I still don't open it. But that's it's not like nothing against anybody. Yeah. I'm just a bad communicator. When it, specifically when it comes to Snapchat. Yeah. No, you're it's funny that that's a thing now in our like what we're dealing with. Like th- we live in that now, right? Mm-hmm. Of like instant gratification. If someone leaves you on red, it's like what the fuck? Like you're like yeah, yeah, do they yeah. feel some type of way. Yeah, I f- I really uh-huh. did. I I felt like he was ignoring me cuz yeah. I sent you a TikTok too. Uh-huh. I was, I, you know why I said on TikTok? Uh. I was like, that's more of a, you know, funny vibe. Mm. Maybe I'll crack a smile on him or something. Didn't open it. And that's that's when that's when I started feeling a little scared. No, same with Senpai. He was sending me, like, songs and shit. Like, I wasn't saying shit. I'm just like, because, like, he'll send it to me, like, at 6 in the morning. And he was shit. dedicating you songs? Oh, like, like check, nah, this, check, <laughs> check this artist out type shit, you know? I'm just kidding. But I'm just like, fuck. Like, I, I, get, so, you. I get so busy sometimes. I'm just like then I'm not going to be looking at my phone. If I do look at my phone, it's like days later. I'm just like, why? Why even bother opening at this point? It's already, the Three time has, later. It, it's already came and gone. Hey, yeah. the big homie passed away. Could <laughs> I don't know your number. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, if, if you want to get in contact with me, just text me. That's the thing. Just text And, me. oh, you know what was a cherry on top as well? Mm. I FaceTimed him earlier today. Oh, yeah, he did. No call back, no text back. And I, huh, Isaac, I was already in my head. I'm like, no, this this man's mad at me. He's going to come. The vibe's going to be off. <laughs> I was showering. And then I was just like, I'll be there when I'll be there. Like, it wasn't, you know, I'm always done. Yeah. And I'm not just going to hop out the shower and just be like, oh, what's up? Yeah. No, I feel you, man. And that's another thing. I don't I don't like FaceTiming or calling. I no? don't No. None of that. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm regardless. If, if, if you're my parent, then I'm going to answer. The, why? Why are you getting hot? Why are you getting hot? It's all right. I no, won't no, FaceTime just, you no, again. Just, no, Isaac, didn't didn't I double think it on FaceTiming? I swear to God. I told them. I was like, do you think it's okay to FaceTime Ryok? Or do you think we're not there yet? 
And, I was, and Isaac was like, yeah, maybe you should try it. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to try it. No, bro. There's like, I just, whoever FaceTimes me, whoever calls me, if you're not my mom or dad I'm not, or my sister, I'm not picking up. Like, I got to send you a text. Hey, yeah. call me. Hey, call me. Yeah. All right. This is that, was in, that was insight on Reoc. Like, even just to even backtrack with like relationships and shit like that. You know how people always like talking on the phone, FaceTime and shit? Like, no, thank you. Just text me. Just text me. There are some people that are like that. that Who just like don't really like can to be on the phone. Yeah. They just rather just get to the point and text. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on the person. Like me and. Like, me and the DJ I work with, like, sometimes we'll be texting, and he'll just call me. He's like, bro, let me just call you real quick. I'm at just work. get out of the way. Yeah, like, we can get it too quicker, you know? And so it's like, yeah. It just depends. It depends. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think with social media and stuff like that, it's crazy how, like, we expect people to, like, respond immediately. Because right? we all fall for it. I've gone through the same thing, bro. Like, I'll be trying to set up a gig with someone, like a promoter or whatever. They take it long. And they just... Leave it on scene. Like, literally, right when I send it, they see, and, they see it. And then, and then I feel like a, I feel whack because I'll send another message, right? Because it's not a full, like, sentence. Then I'll complete my sentence. I'll be like, oh, and this. The and double. See <laughs> they don't open that. No, they'll, oh, see, they'll see it again. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the? And I want to, like, say something again, but I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, man. Like, it's like you said. Like, people, like, they're busy, and they'll open it, and they're like, oh, so I'm going to respond later, and then they'll forget they, to respond. They don't yeah. So that's why, like, sometimes, like, I'll like to send a message, like, a week later. A follow-up? Yeah, a follow-up. And then you see, right? Or like that promoter I was just telling you about. I literally just called him. I have his number. And he answered. And he talked to me normal. It was no like no biggie, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we got straight to the point in like eight minutes mm -hmm. of what I was trying to do, which was set up a show. And then that was it. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah. Do you send voice, voice messages a lot? Because it was weird getting a voice message. I don't really get voice messages. I send, yeah. I, send I, I, I debated, should I, uh, voice should, message I, should I voice message back yeah. or... No, nah. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not about to say. You're not. No, no, I can't. You don't really if, do voice messages. I can't. Um, I can't get the sentence that I need to send to you right away. Just can't. You got to think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I can't. It sounds like it's uh. It'll be paused it's, like it's for a, a broke, long time. It's a broken message, you know. You just uh, like, yeah, think about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's so much easier, bro. Cause I'm all like, for me, I just quick little message. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of sitting there having to type everything out, mm -hmm. it's just like, hey, da -da -da -da, boom. See you later, boom, or whatever, uh -huh. you know, or whatever, or like, yeah. And you, could, I feel like you could say more in a in a voice, voice message. message, and you can hear their tone too. That's another thing. That's mm -hmm. why I do voice messages, because then you can like see where they're coming from. Because sometimes with text, they may come off the wrong way. Yeah, and it's not even that way. Yeah. So that's why I just do voice messages. Huh. I do it all the time. It's funny. I'll have some people like I'll send some to girls that don't do them. And then because I did it, don't respond back. Like, hey. <laughs> so, so I guess I get, going for the prey. Hey, 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 I get it. I get it. I get people that don't do the voice messages to do them, you know? Like, why not? But not everybody. Some yeah. people will just text back, like, a long last paragraph. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, that took forever. But if that's what you want to do. <laughs> it depends on yeah. the situation. So, but yeah. But um, let's get into this, though. I want to know more about Santos Jaguar. Like obviously we spoke about this shit last week, but I want to know more. Okay. Um, how early were you jumping off the porch trying to get into this music thing? Because <laughs> obviously we know we we spoke about this last week. Yeah. You you haven't always been Santos Hawar. Yeah. So I was really putting myself out there in 2008, 2009. I was like 15 years old. Yeah. 
And I was like, you know, I, was, I grew up in Midvale. I was going to Midvale. I was playing football. Like, bro, I used to be really shy and really quiet growing up. Mm. Like, you know? And so when I started doing music, that was like my like confidence booster. Like I became more confident in like who I was. Yeah. And so. An escape, as they say. <laughs> yeah, an escape. From reality. Yeah. And so I started doing music at the Boys and Girls Club and then just started doing the talent show, started doing Quinceañera. Started the birth of uh, Speedy G. Speedy yeah, Speedy G. G. Yeah, that was my original rap name that mm. my older brother gave me. Were you fast? Well, I was faster than my brother. He, wow. he used to try to rap like uh, Eminem. That's why they did it. That's what people would say to me, right? When they would like meet me, they're like, oh, well, you rap fast? I'm like, no, no, no. The way it came about is one day we're at the mall. I'm with my brother. He's shorter mm-hmm. than me. You know what I'm saying? My brother was like, he was a cholo. Mm-hmm. He bald head, all that. Shorter than me. And we're at the mall. And I got longer legs than him, bro. So like, mm-hmm. I automatically walk faster than him. And then we'd be at the mall. And he'd be like, calm down, Speedy. Calm down, oh, Speedy. speedy. And then you know, Valley Fair Mall, <laughs> nah, Southtown. And, uh, oh yeah, so, you lived in Sandy, Midville, yeah, yeah, Sandy Midville, and so, and then yeah, bro, freaking, I remember, you know, you're you're young, you get influenced by anything, and I remember because I used to have a, a other rap name before that that I gave myself. It was like Young Rebel. That was like in sixth grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never like put nothing mm-hmm. out like that. It was. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't still Speedy G, right? And then I added the G because of my last name and uh-huh. whatever. And then, yeah, started putting myself out there like that and just ran with it, bro. Mm-hmm. Just, like, confidence. Just, like, I was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Da, da, da. But then that lasted probably, like, two, three years. But, like, I remember, like, we we remember, like, seeing you on the internet, on early YouTube and shit. Yeah. What was, like, the song or, like, the video that made you, like, pop off? Because I saw you on Cyphers. I saw yeah. you with, like, Saquon and all yeah. these, like, artists that I heard about, like, Back 10, then. 12 years ago, you know? Yeah, man. But, like, what was the song to like stamp oh speedy g i think it was uh it was one of my first songs called making me crazy mm-hmm. and it was reco- recorded at the boys and girls club mm-hmm. we were in the gymnasium and i'm walking around just like just normal like walking in the gymnasium yeah. all the kids are running around and shit and uh-huh. i'm rapping there with my like hoodie and stuff uh-huh. inside i think that was the first video that like started creating some buzz right there locally mm-hmm. and then was it that one no I think it was. It was that one or this one other song that I had called We Belong. I mm-hmm. think. No, the one at the Boys and Girls Club was We Belong. And it was like a love song. And I was kind of referencing the song to uh, Richie Valens, so We Belong Together. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's where I got the inspiration from. And yeah, that was like, those were the first songs that like the girls kinda right like there buzz. knew and shit. Yeah, uh, in middle school. You were in the MySpace era. The huh? MySpace era, yeah. How, how was my Like, obviously it was way fucking different. Yeah. But, uh, like what? It, what was super different from MySpace? Well, you know, I, the the biggest thing was that the music was on the profile. Obviously, mm-hmm. that helped a lot. You know, and you could see how much streams you were. Like it told you. Oh, right it told there. you right right away. Yeah, and we belong. We belong. The one I was just telling you about. That one had the highest streams. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest thing. And then just networking. I remember like seeing all these older DJs and artists from mm-hmm. everywhere, from Cali, mm-hmm. from everywhere, bro. I was networking with so many people from everywhere. That was just adding randomly. Dude, I would spend hours. I would spend hours on MySpace designing my profile with the yeah. HTML. We're all little coders and stuff. Uh-huh. We're at the Boys and Girls Club on MySpace. Because <laughs> I, I, I never had MySpace. And when you guys mention MySpace, everyone talks about the little coding issue. Yeah. What is that? Like, What, did, what so do you guys mean by that? You would have to go through a, a third-party website. That had that would, profiles. That would like codes to make your profile look a certain way. So when you go on the profile... 
the background is flashing like it different like like logos, screen, logos like backgrounds it's just like yeah because everyone had their background like with crazy shit huh? or you yeah. can make your name look all weird like in like old english like some like crazy ass font you yeah. know because yeah. i was on it late you know i was on it late but that was i remember probably when they changed it no because I was on it like what middle school like sixth grade like fifth sixth grade like seventh grade and then from there it was like Facebook and then yeah. everybody made the transition to Facebook and yeah because at the end MySpace kind of died because they changed it it went from being able to customize it to like you can't do anything it was to a it. basic ass profile yeah, basic. yeah and so and so it was hella basic and so but it was dope while it lasted man it was really cool I liked it a lot but and then yeah and then my or Facebook came around and the only people that had Facebook were like like your parents. <laughs> Oh, older people. For it's kind of like LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn right, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I felt like it was like a lot of like the ambient. It was a lot of the white people. Yeah. In, in my middle at first. school. Yeah, first. And then like I went to Bryant. I went to Bryant. And then like they started like, oh, we're all on Facebook. And then that's when I hopped on Facebook. And I still didn't use it for like two, three years. I didn't use it at all. Yeah. I remember the first two, three years of uh, Facebook. I still had MySpace mm-hmm. and I had Facebook at the same time. You're trying to make it happen. Huh? You're trying to make yeah. uh, MySpace happen. Yeah, but it never. Like, I remember the first years of uh, Facebook, it was just whack. Like It I was. It. it was dull. There was nothing that you could really do on there except yeah. add people and talk to them. That's it. Yeah, and now... now all there was no colored people in it yet. <laughs> no and, now, and now your moms and your grandmas... <laughs> Everybody's on there. Yep. And Everyone is German on there. German does not want to be on there. <laughs> you don't nah. have a Facebook? No, nah, I don't have one. Yeah, it's not really... Nah. <laughs> you have one, right? I still have one. Do yeah. you have a good... Uh, good um, support group there I do, do you do you feel like <laughs> where do you get more attraction from instagram and facebook instagram and facebook yeah i don't really twitter for me is like dead mm-hmm. i'll go get like one or two notifications it's hard out there in twitter you can't just you can't just make that switch yeah twitter mm-hmm. is its own thing but yeah like twitter for me is like snapchat for you like i'll oh. check it every three days type yeah. thing you know uh-huh. but yeah i would say instagram well we got the follow though i saw the follow on the TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I followed I y'all. Follow. Yeah, I'll get on there randomly and I'll follow like people that I like. I barely like people that I'm like barely like started following like on Instagram. Like new people I start like working with. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm gonna see if like they have an, a Twitter too. And then most people do. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but you know, a good majority. Yeah, a good majority. Or they don't really use it. So. Mm-hmm. So then from uh, Speedy G, you went to SG, and then um. Yeah, I went to SG. That was like my transitional period because I didn't really like. I was trying to figure out what name I wanted. Yeah. And then that's when I went to Santo without the S at the end, Santo uh, Guzman. Mm-hmm. And that was inspired by uh, just being a big wrestling fan as a child, you know, mm-hmm. El Santo, the wrestler. He's like Superman of the Mexican culture, mm-hmm. icon. La Lucha Libre. Yeah, just huge, like, symbol. So I was just like, all right, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be and, big. Yeah, I want to be big like that. And so when I first came up with the name, I was trying to incorporate like wrestling with music, but I still to this day haven't figured that out. I was yeah. just how to, I was like uh-huh. over here trying to like oh well I'll uh, I'll do this or I'll put sound effects like I was trying to figure it out, but I just couldn't jump off a a ladder yeah <laughs> onto a table maybe in the future because I know I seen Post Malone he came out to Stone Cold Steve Austin's mm-hmm. theme song one time at a concert and he had the belts and he was there like hitting go. his beers and mm-hmm. stuff he was he was acting like Stone Cold mm-hmm. and I was like yo that's sick I was like I want to do that Trying at a to concert incorporate it the same yeah pulls up to uh, like Rey Mysterio exchange. at exchange <laughs> yeah. comes from the ground <laughs> there we go pops there from the bottom go. yo that would be sick actually he's do doing a 619 on the DJ <laughs> <laughs> yo I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the promoter and 
and be like, hey, bro, how can we make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> how can we get me to pop out from the, from the bottom? Of Rey Mysterio is still around, huh? He is. Still wrestling. I him thought he son. was done. Him and his son. Him and his son. I ran into duo. their IG today, uh-huh. and they're both, like, getting it in. They're bro. both getting it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like healthy, bro. He's doing yeah. Well. He's he looks good. he looks good. I'm like, damn, this fool's going. He's like, maintained. He's maintained, bro, for a high Cause flyer. Because he, he's yeah. old already. He has yeah. to be old. Because he he was what Undertaker's age group. A little bit younger. A little bit younger, was, but it was around that time. Yeah, yeah, but it was that time when Eddie they were Guerrero. both at their prime. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Because uh, he's probably like in his late 40s or early 50s, probably now. Yeah, and he's been wrestling since like the 90s. Yeah, since the 90s. Yeah, it's a long ass time ago. Yeah, man. Eddie Guerrero was actually one of my favorite wrestlers. Him and Rey Mysterio. I think we all, we yeah. all can say Eddie Guerrero was, you know. A lot of Mexicans, a lot of Mexican yeah. boys loved uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. Even though, even though Vince McMahon, the owner, he was just uh, promoting stereotypes. As you know. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like, the low rider yeah. is. Yeah, like, it was just a stereotype. Yeah. Fuck it. It was funny. I it liked worked. it. It was it cool. Worked. We it liked was cool. It. At the yeah. time, it was cool. Fuck yeah. it. Or like it was the funny. There was a lot of crazy shit that he would say, too, huh? Yeah. Fucking uh, when uh, <laughs> he had that beef with JBL. And oh, like, it was yeah. Like, like oh. Immigration. Bro. He tried to call immigration on them or some bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah, the skits. Yeah, yeah that, it was, was like, that shit will not like play a, nowadays. Yeah, they were like in a field. They went out to like looking field. for, And then like there was a family just camping. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, chasing them down. Yo, it was crazy. <laughs> There's bro. one where he like says the N-word and they, they keep bringing, oh, it, they keep yeah, bringing it back up. One. I've seen that one. They let that shit fly too on TV. Time. It was a different, that was a wild time. It was a good time. We can't have no fun like that anymore though. No, fucking uh, all that shit circulating with uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. <laughs> you yeah. guys see that shit? What happened? All the all the n words uh, throughout the episodes that he says. Yeah, yeah, but he's been saying it like he's his defense is that he says it in context of saying of another person said saying it. Saying it. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's he a- never really thought about it as as, as a wrong way because he was saying it in context rather than saying it towards somebody, type of shit like that. Yeah. Still, and then like someone made a video of him like like throughout the whole years actually saying all the n words and all this shit like that. Dang. And it came back to bite him in the ass. Hey man, all I gotta say, like I was talking to just before this on the date, I was telling him, like I was reading this book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? And one of the uh-huh. chapters it says, like regardless in life, of, like good or bad in any situation, like you have to take responsibility. Of course. So with Joe Rogan. Regardless if he had a good intention or whatever the case is, he has to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. anything in life, bro. Like I, because in the book they said that, right? Like he was talking about this concept, and he said that he had someone like, uh, I don't know, it was like a book signing or something, mm-hmm. and this guy was like, "Oh well, my son died in a fire. Like that wasn't my re- like that wasn't my fault, my responsibility." And mm-hmm. he was like, "No, it's not. But it's your responsibility how you how you live with that, how you react mm. to that. It's still your responsibility, whether you like it or not, you know? And not in, like, a mean way, just in, like, a straight-up way, you know? You got to face the facts. And that's, the Yeah, you just got to face it, bro. So that's where I'm at with everything in life now. I'm just like, hey, it's everything's a responsibility. Whether you want to uh-huh. take it or not, yeah. good or bad, you have to be responsible for it. So then uh, did Speedy G drop some M-bombs back in the day? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. And you know why? Because, well, never, like, okay, so I'll be real. Like, like in music. Not in music, but like with my homies, we would joke around. But even then, I would kind of like feel we've uncomfortable. All been there, bro. We've all been there. Yeah, like, yeah. On, and like my best friend that I was doing music with, like we started music together. His name is Anton. He's he's half Haitian, half white, you know. And like I never, like growing up, bro, in middle school, you know, there was a lot of cholos and stuff in my yeah. school. 
um because people just got you know whatever like the the brainwashing and like the condi- like you know the image the stereotype I thought it was cool yeah whatever and i remember like i didn't dress like that like i kind of did but i didn't you know i kind of dressed like atlanta style mm-hmm. or what you would call like more of like a black culture and I remember the cholos back in the day would be like, "Oh, you're, you know, you're a Mayata lover. Uh, oh, you're trying to be black." Yeah. You know, I was wearing big old diamond earrings or whatever, but I never walked around saying the n word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, "There's a limit to it." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Cause it, one, it's a respecting. Like you're I respect the you. Culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm respecting you. Like I'm not gonna be ignorant and disrespectful. Cause I remember seeing kids like that. We all saw kids like that, whether they were Latino, whether they're white, whether they're Pakistani." But they were rocking more of the African-American culture, you know, hip-hop culture, Mm -hmm. whatever. And they would try to say the N-word, and it's like, that's cringy, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it was like, ugh. And so I never did, bro. Like, I might have said it once or twice, like, joking around or whatever, like, by myself. But Mm -hmm. not even in front of my friend, I've never said it. I was never like, yo, what up? You know, Mm -hmm. like, that's corny. Because that's not not my culture. That's not who I am, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like... Again, in middle school, because I dressed like that, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my own culture, like my own ancestor, you know, like the indigenous culture and all that stuff. So I embraced the African culture. I was always watching black movies. I was listening to black music, like it was hanging with my black friend, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. Yeah. So, and then, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a trip, bro. It's a trip. I remember the people would like try to make fun of me for that. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So there was a lot of phases of of uh, Santo. A lot of water. phases, yeah, man. That's so, life, bro. Mm-hmm. So then after like Santo, like how do you like? Well, like my question, or I should really ask, is like how do you transition from rap into where you're at now? Yeah, what are you at now? I would say like Latin artists, Latin music artists, cumbia, reggaeton, mostly is the two main focuses. I'll dabble into a little bit of R and B rap sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. But what I really want to focus is on cumbia and rap, or uh, cumbia and reggaeton. Mm-hmm. Because last time when we talked, when you guys were like, what are you doing? Like, you're kind of here, you're there. And I know that. I already knew that. But, like, to hear it out louder and be like, that's like, oh, yeah, I do need to fucking, like, focus a little bit more. more like one. Yeah. And so my next thing that I'm planning to work on after I drop these two next singles is I want to work on an album. And I'm thinking of just doing, like, a cumbia album. So that Mm -hmm. way it really establishes, like, you know. Because it's it's a little, for someone that is just barely going to meet or barely going to be introduced to an artist, at least to me, it's a little overwhelming when they're... Everywhere. All over the place. Like, also, you do this, so you, you do, do that. Like, what are yeah. you trying to do? Yeah. No, and that's good to hear. That's good. That's good feedback, you know? Because then you're aware. You, you see it from the other Cause point Because to of me, view. my favorite song of yours is Cheeklish. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't... It's just not me, the other ones. I just don't like them. Yeah. The other ones, they're just not my sound. But that shit, Cheeklish, I fuck with that one. Like, that to me was your sound. Yeah, thank you, man. And that... yeah, Which came out that, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, when you told me that, I actually reposted it, like, the next day. Cause I was oh, like, really? Yeah, I was like, that's tight. Yeah, because I was like, yo, that's tight. Like, I was like, that's cool, man, to hear stuff like that. Because you don't know, you know? It's just like, you don't know until you get that feedback. Or, mm-hmm. Okay, people are digging this, or they're not digging this, or whatever. So are you, do you listen to, like, Latin music in general, or not really? Uh, not really, here like, and there. If like, it comes on shuffle, it comes on shuffle. Yeah, like, well, like but like I'm not. But, or? Uh, yeah, reggaeton. A little bit of this. Cumbia and stuff? Yeah. No, not cumbia. Not, not really. really? Yeah. Mainly reggaeton, if, okay. it, if it does go on. What if, I listen to everything. Just whatever comes on shuffle, if I like it, I like it. Yeah, because, no, same here. Because last time we discovered that, we're mm-hmm. both from Estipa Calisco, our family. So I'm like, what did you grow up listening to, like, with your family and stuff, like, in the background? Like, banda and stuff? Uh... So. No, you would you would think that, but not really. My parents are like super old school. Some romanticas. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some they, Juan Gabriel. Yes, yeah. yes. They like like that type yeah. of shit. So I grew up listening to 
like that more old, baladas yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. I guess that slow shit, you know? But Los banda's not really. Okay, yes, okay, okay. all that. But, yeah, with my parents, it was more banda and jaripeos and, like, banda. It was mostly mm-hmm. cumbia banda. Yeah. You know? It was mostly that. That was it. You your know, parents, banda are machos. You, are, your, are your parents supportive with your career? <sighs> it's like, yes and no. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, like, my parents don't support me. Mm-hmm. They're just not, like, openly supportive, you mm. know? Like, my mom, low-key, I one time caught her. She was, like, showing me off to one of these señoras or whatever at her work because yeah. the lady actually knew, like... So, uh, one of my mom's coworkers, her daughter was in my video. And then, so the mom, you know, like, oh, I heard his music. And then, you know, like, mm-hmm. then he heard... She heard the cumbia or whatever, um, which was the first cumbia I ever did, Bien Buena. And that's what transitioned mm-hmm. from... Uh, you know from rap to like cumbia and uh, then she was just all hype about it mm-hmm. because you know some senoras over here like oh like I know your songs you know your songs son, yeah your, your son's music and stuff and that's when she was kind of like oh yeah he's doing something like, yeah but then but then when she came to talk to me she, she'd be like you need to stop doing music and it's like what <laughs> it's like you're over here showing me off but uh-huh. you don't support it mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense so it's kind of a weird thing bro like They've kind of accepted the fact that I'm just gonna keep doing it, if, even though they tell me not to. So they've your, they've told me multiple it's times. It's your passion. Yeah, they've told me multiple times, like recently, like maybe mm-hmm. a year ago, a couple months ago. You need to stop doing that. That's not doing anything for you. Stop doing that. And, Does, just, and then I just go, all right, and then just walk out. Uh-huh. Like, okay, bye. Does it even matter at that point? Like them even saying that shit? Like, did it ever at a point actually like fuck? Like my parents don't support me. Yeah, it does. It sucks, like, bro. Like, hurt. Yeah, it sucks every yeah. time. It doesn't matter if it was last week, today. It sucks. Uh huh. And yeah. you keep going. Yeah, you, you just keep, keep going. going. Yeah, you just keep going and just keep doing it. You know, mm-hmm. like I have, and I feel awkward because there's there's a cumbia that I got like uh what was it? Like I had this one girl do like a call. She did like a voicemail, and it was just for the song because it was like a sad song, like a breakup song. Yeah. And so I was like, "Yo, leave me a voicemail, like just cussing me out and shit." You know, oh fuck you, motherfucker, <laughs> all this. And then I show up to the crib one time to my mom's crib, and she's like. She's like, yo, what's up with this? Like, why are you saying this and that and like, uh-huh. motherfucker, this and that? And I'm just like, oh, it's just a song, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's just a song. Like, you don't get it, mom. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of awkward, but I was like, oh shit, she listened to it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> At least she's listened to it, though. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, but it is what it is. Just gotta keep going, man. Mm-hmm. Just gotta keep doing it. So it's cool. Like, all like, sometimes they'll see me and I'm like, oh, I'm going to an event. They won't say nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting paid. I tell them I'm getting paid. So can't Because you're getting to paid, me. and that's a big that's a big deal. Local, like, local acts know this. You're you're not really getting paid for a lot of these gigs, and yeah, you're, you're getting paid. Yeah, and going back to that question, it was just time, bro. It was just years of doing it, bro. It was literally 10 years of just mm-hmm. doing all these free shows. And, again, it, just, it was the opportunity met, what is it, opportunity meets... Like uh, momentum or what is it? What did Doctor say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Opportunity <laughs> meets preparation. That's all it uh-huh. was, bro. Uh huh. You know, and I got recommended when they were looking for artists to 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 bring on because most everyone at the exchange that's like um, residents, they're all DJs. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. And I just got recommended, bro. I was just there doing my thing. I've been doing my thing, right? And so they were looking for a Latin artist or whatever, and they're like, "Yo, you fit the bill, so would you be interested?" Type mm-hmm. thing. 
yeah, dude, what the fuck, you know? And when at first I was kind of like, damn, this is crazy. Like, I was like, I don't know if I could, you know, like, just like anything, you'll be like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. every month, what? But it's like, nah, bro, we've been killing it. Like, there, I'm excited to do it every month. Mm-hmm. Is it only one time a month or? Yeah, one time a month, yeah. It's usually at the end of the month. So, this month I'm going to be there February 26th, so. Y'all are more welcome to, to, to pull up. You know plug, plug it in February 26th. You'll be at by Twins. Because yeah. I seen you also plug a, maybe like a flyer for Alibi. I think we spoke yeah. about it last time. Yeah, yeah. So that was our cumbia party. So uh, that's every first Thursday of the month. Uh-huh. And I'm part of the, I'm one of the co-founders of Vibras del Lago. So it's just a monthly cumbia party mm-hmm. at Alibi right now, currently, yeah. And so that's just a party. I don't like perform there all the time. Like I'll perform there here and there, but it's just mm-hmm. a party. It's just like cumbia, like just vibes. Yeah, and just vibing out. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. And so we have mm-hmm. a team of DJs and me, and we're just. I do the. I run the social media for their page. Yeah. I run the Vibras page and do the content and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the graphics, the flyers, all that. Do you have a lot of shit on your plate? Like, do you have like? Are you a busy man? Like, you have your hands and everything. <sighs> I try to be. Yeah, for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a good place right now. I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm still yeah. busy. I'm still busy, yeah. I try to catch myself on certain things. Like uh, Sometimes I'm like, I'm not trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Try to be too many places. Because I used to do that a lot. I used to think just go, 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 go. Be mm-hmm. here, be there. Perform there, perform here. You know, But then your value goes down, you know? Yeah. Because mm. you're too accessible. Yeah. Exactly. Too out there. We, yeah. we always preach that, huh? Don't be too accessible. Yeah, man. You got to have a good balance, though. Yeah. You got to have the good balance. Because like, you do want to network, because networking is powerful. But then if you're too stingy with your own time, you're like, no one's going to want to work with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. And you see that everywhere. You see that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Th- that's what differentiates, I believe, the successful people and the people that stay in the same place. Because they're not mm-hmm. willing to work with other people. Mm-hmm. They're just like, no, I got this right here. The stingy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And have you met a lot of those stingy people? In the industry, like, not wanting to work with you or, like, just shutting you down. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. For first few years, it was like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and you still run into people like that, you know, that they're not, they don't, you know, they don't want to share their night. They don't want to bring another people in or they don't want to, they don't want to connect you with so-and-so, you they're know? gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping. And it's like, come on now. I'm like the opposite, bro. Like, I try to plug up everybody as mm-hmm. I can, bro. Like, how can I plug you up with this person? How can I, you know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. knows me like that. Because it's like, bro, it's, there's so much resources to go around. What are we doing, bro? Mm-hmm. You're plugging us up with this man over here. Yeah. P. P. Wild. Man. What's his P. name? P. Wild. P. Wild Wise. Paul. P. Wild. We, uh, we, we have a white guy in the building. Yeah. <laughs> he is shooting, but not the bad kind. Not the bad kind. With a camera. <laughs> he with got a camera. camera. He's, He's behind the lens. He's behind the lens. He's changing the stereotype. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> nah but yeah see that's that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is bro because it's like that's just more opportunity for people to like connect you know yeah definitely because you know before the mentality was like oh no i don't want to connect this person with this person because they're going to take them away from no nah, hell no nah. like if you can get more work or an opportunity to work to, with someone else why not you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah but there are people that are like that they're like no nah, i don't want to share who i work with because i only work with them it's like nah dude so just gatekeeping at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And so it sucks, but hey, you gotta just, just got to keep pushing. And mm-hmm. there's people out there that have that same mentality that are just like willing to share, you know, their resources and just stuff. Trying to help out. Yeah. Just trying to help out the next man or woman. 
as long as you show up for yourself and you take yourself serious, they're gonna mm-hmm. take you serious, you know. Definitely. Show show a nibba some love. Yeah. <laughs> Nibbles don't love me. Have you seen that video? <laughs> wabbledy dabbledy. No. You haven't seen that one? Oh no, my god. No wabbledy wabbledy. No. <laughs> I was like, it's like Dre it's like Dre was showing you guys that Dre does is a perfect example. Like he was showing you guys love, right? Yeah. Oh definitely. Big Drake. Like, he's Kaka. very like that. Yeah, yeah. Big Drake Cocker. Big, big cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big shout know. out to Dre. If you didn't know now, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> so what? What's next for Santos, man? You gotta, you gotta tape you're working on. You, yeah. Can we get like a date? Is there a date? Is there some tunes that we can listen to? Um, a little snippet. So I have two more singles that I'm planning to drop. Uh, one potentially, I'm, I'm thinking I don't have a date yet, but I want to drop it this month, February, and then I have, and then the next one would be next month. You know, singles, and then mm-hmm. after that, I'm gonna go into album mode. Mm-hmm. You know, and who knows? It just depends on how long it takes. But, like, with my creative process, bro, I don't know about you guys with, like, the editing and stuff. It's, like, I try to find that good balance of, like, we're never going to hit be perfect with anything. Mm-hmm. Just do your best and then just drop this, you know? So that's how I'm feeling. So it's, like, all right, we'll just do an album and then just put it together. And then mm-hmm. maybe this by the summer, my goal, you know? But it just depends on how things Summer music. Up. Yeah, summer music, maybe an album, you know? And then there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, and then just you know, got the the residency, and then I don't know, man. Do you have a name for the album? No, I've been playing Let's with. Figure a out a name. Huh? Let's figure out a name <laughs> in the pod. For him, figure out a name. Yeah, I played with some a couple ideas, but I'm still trying to like see w- what I want to do. You know? Yeah. Because I want to tell like my life story, but I'm like, okay, how do I do it like in an album? You know, like mm-hmm. how do I c- make it into a concept? Because that's what albums are for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll figure it out. I don't know. We'll see. I was thinking something maybe with like the whole Jaguar thing, but we'll see. Artist visionaries, <laughs> as they say, <laughs> tap in with him. Yeah. So yeah, man. Pretty much. Like so we that. got yeah got more merch coming out. We're working on right now. I'm selling like hats and beanies mm-hmm. with my Jaguar logo, and then I'm think the next thing will be maybe do some like shirts and stuff, long sleeve shirts and stuff. So yeah, man. Just keep pushing forward, growing it. You know. Mm-hmm. Get potentially get like a manager. My goal is just right now too is like I want to start doing more shows out of state. Yeah, that's that's really where I'm at too. How'd you uh, how'd you even get booked for like that one show in San Jose, the festival? How'd that even come about? Dude, it's just networking, bro. So uh-huh. long story short, what I do on Facebook, and this was a Facebook mm-hmm. one, is I just add random people, bro. Obviously, you can tell on their profile if they're an artist or a DJ. So there's somebody. Their like, profile they pictures something. or they they put it right there. It's all right yeah. there. Yeah, and so I started adding. For some reason, I kept telling myself, oh, I want to go to San Jose, I want to go to San Jose, I want to go to San Jose, or Cali, you know, L.A., Oakland, mm-hmm. wherever. I started adding hella people from Cali, obviously, like, artists and stuff. You know, you start seeing their posts, start interacting, start showing love. You know, not not immediately I hit them up, just slowly. Mm-hmm. And then I hit up this one guy. His name is Mixtape. Um, and he's, like, uh, he's like an older guy. He used to rap. Mm-hmm. And he works with this cumbia DJ named Turbo Sonidero. So it turns out both of them, they're the co-founders mm-hmm. of Sonido Clash, which is this, like, Latino music festival in San Jose. And so, yeah, bro, we were just talking. And then I was just like, bro, I want to go out there, bro. I want to go out there, bro. I want to go out there for, like, months. And then finally they are like, yo, we, we think we can line you up with this, like, show. We don't know for sure we can get you on the festival, but we'll try to hook you up with, like, this bar and this and this and that. Oh, hell yeah, dude, let's go. And... Nothing happened at first. I paid out of my own pocket to just to fly out there and show mm-hmm. face. That's just to meet them in person and show love to their event. 
And then I went the first year to the festival, met everybody, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the next year they booked me and they were like, yo, we want to put you on the next one. Oh, hell yeah. And it was just from showing face, showing love. So that's how it happened, bro. It took two years. It took a year Mm -hmm. to happen and paying out of my own pocket, you know, just to go meet them and network and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're really cool, man. A lot of people in the music like community, especially like in LA so far from what I've noticed, they're very like hospitality. Like I've stayed at people's houses and stuff, like on the floor, wherever, bro. And I'm talking about strangers, mm-hmm. bro. Barely I've never like, met them. Yeah. But I'm just they seem they seem trustworthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Out of maybe like the ten people that I've done that with, there's probably been like one sketchy person or one person that you're kind of like. Eh, I don't I'm gonna get that. robbed. The <laughs> homie, a uh, couch crasher. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you have to, bro. The couch surfer. Yeah. yeah. To, couch surfer. Couch surfing, bro. You have to. There's no other way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Networking is important. Yeah, man. And so I'm still doing that, you know. Uh-huh. I was just out in L.A. like a month ago or two months ago now. Were you out there doing like a festival? No, a show. A it show? was a show, yeah. It was in downtown L.A. At, it was a Sunday party mm-hmm. at La Cita Bar. So shout out to them. They showed love, too. And I met them mm-hmm. through these homies I just told you about. So they plugged you up? Yeah. They were pretty much like, yo, these are our L.A. homies. And then I went to L.A. Mm-hmm. So that's usually how it happens, bro. It's just word of mouth and recommendations, is, you know. So so then how do you find time for all this shit? Like, are you like. Bro, I'm just doing it while I do everything else. Yeah. Like, while I work a day job, I'm networking, you know, graphic design. I'm doing it all at the same time, really. You're selling merch, too. Selling like, merch. Yeah. Doing it all. Doing it all, bro. Doing it all. At do you have a team time, or is it just all you? It's just me, bro. I mean, I have homies like Paul and like I, you know, I have other, you know, I have I have homies in the team that will help with like video or like, you know, like I'm usually working with other people, yeah. but like the main person running my thing right now is just me, you know. So, yeah, dude. Do you ever get like unmotivated? Like, what is like keeping you going at this point? Like, I don't know, dude. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it was the shrooms I took. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Nah, nah. I don't know, man. It's just like the no the ah. Uh, what is what is that thing that you said you took? The sweat lodge ayahuasca. The, no, not peyote? that. The peyote. The peyote. Peyote with the the, peyote. the natives. Yeah. How dude. was that? How was a peyote experience? Can you speak on that? Yeah, or, of course. No? Yeah. No, the peyote experience was very. Um, what is it? So For the pe- listeners that don't know. Yeah, so peyote is like a, basically like a cactus, right? It's like a small little cactus. It looks like a freaking, like a I don't ball. know, it's like a little circle. Yeah. It's like a little circle. It's small, bro. They don't get big. And they basically crush it up, and they make it into like a paste. And people roll it up in a little ball. It's like a like a paste, bro. It's like a, yeah, like a paste. And then and some people do drink it in a tea. And yeah, you basically, it's a... Um, it's a psychedelic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to mushrooms. And, you know, you kind of have like an out-of-body experience. And this was all held in like a Native American, like Mesoamerican um, uh, ceremony. So there's a shaman there. And, you know, there's like 20 people in like a teepee. And we've done it. Well, there's been different places, but that was one of them. And, and yeah, man, it's just very spiritual. It's just very like you just get in tune with yourself and you're just like whoa you know and like time just like there's no time you know like you're just there like just stuck in the moment yeah stuck in the moment but it's very like healing bro like it's just very like whatever you're dealing with whatever you have in your body whether it's trauma whether it's anxiety whatever you're dealing with it all comes to the surface Mm -hmm. it's all right here in your face how it's staring at you in the face 
I, I can't even understand that. It's just like, it's just the feeling, like the emotion, right? So yeah. it doesn't literally come up in your oh, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you you feel it. Like it like comes to the surface, right? You have to deal with it right you there. You have to man. deal with it yeah. right there. And that's where you have to learn how to deal with it. Whether it's, hey, let me meditate and breathe and deep breathe so I can like get through this because holy shit, I feel mm-hmm. anxious. Or, oh God, like, you know, whatever the case may be. There's, that's the thing, man. I learned throughout this work is like everything to like help yourself we have everything that you need you already have inside of you everything mm-hmm. everything you need every answer every solution is all inside of you and that's what i learned through the to the me- to the medicine it it just was like yo it's all right there with you you know mm-hmm. and it, other stuff happened that is personal to me that i won't share like it's not nothing crazy it's just yeah. like emotions it's just certain things that are personal to you that you've dealt with you know like one thing that i will share is like my I don't know. It was really weird. Like, I didn't know my grandpa mm-hmm. on my mom's side. And I really felt like I was, like, there with him. I don't know how to explain it, but I just was. Mm-hmm. And I never met him, you know? And, like, there was a lot of trauma there with my mom because she didn't really go up with him, whatever. They didn't know him. And so there was, like, there was like a, like a healing that mm-hmm. happened in that process. So, yeah, man. It's very... And that's why they have shamans because it's like they keep you to guide you. They guide you. That. They keep you on the path. Because and if how long is that path? Like is the ceremony? Yeah. That specific one is all night. It starts at so they're getting stuff ready. You get there at seven, eight, and you're preparing the ceremony with everybody, like all thirty people there, kids, mm-hmm. grandpa, grandma, everybody. Kids are taking peyote, you know. What? Yeah, what? it's it's safe, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. they've been doing it since babies, you know. That's how they got raised. It's not like they don't trip out and yeah, run in yeah. The wild. They're just used to it. Yeah, it's like at that it's point. their culture, their yeah. customs. That's exactly. that's what customs. they do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why the ceremony and the shaman is so important because it's not like let me take some peyote and go to a festival and freak out. No, it's not like that. You know, that's why there's like a structure. It's structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, and. And yeah, so it starts at like nine ten, and it's all night till the sun comes up. Damn, yeah, man, it was hard. It was hard to stay awake, and you cannot fall asleep. You cannot fall asleep. Have you done that multiple times or just once? There's been a few times, yeah, multiple times I've been invited, yeah. And the only way I got invited was because I was putting in the work already, doing sweat lodges with one of my other friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that was doing it more like, um, like more like kind of like the Aztec Mexican way, and then we and then we would do other ceremonies with like the natives from here, like Navajos and stuff like that. What so we'd come together. What would be like the Aztec Mexican way? What's the difference? It's, there's really no difference. The only uh-huh. difference is like you have different names for it or something. Oh, you know, okay. different language. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's all the same, and that's why there's that unity there. So, yeah, it was it was it was it was amazing, man. I would recommend it. Like, there's been people. There's been, like, drug addicts. There's been, like, people that had cancer, bro, that literally, like, it, it healed them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's it's so, you can't even wrap your mind around it until you experience it. You know, like, I've heard stories of people be healed from cancer from peyote ceremonies. And I've heard people that had AIDS that mm-hmm. got healed from it. People that were drug addicts that mm-hmm. got healed from it. So, it's it's something very, like, you know. Healing like and sacred spiritual. and healing, yeah. yeah. But it's all your, in- it's your, it's your intention too. It's where you're at. It's you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're with it, but it's not you. You still control. You're still in control. You know. 
Is there a lot of like, like visuals that you see? A little bit, yeah. It's kind of little like shrooms. Like you do get kind of visuals. Yeah. And you have like an outer uh -huh. body experience. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Like I, I really enjoyed um, Mike Tyson when he goes on like, he's gone on a lot of podcasts and has talked about his experience with like the mm -hmm. toad and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like when I hear him talk about it, one, it's really dope because it's like, we need to talk about this stuff more the the natural medicines but when he talked about it i like resonated with it because it reminded me a lot of my experience with peyote mm -hmm. you know so i've i've kind of wanted to i kind of do kind of want to try the toad not the toad lie. one seems insane yeah that one is like even stronger than peyote yeah and they just they squeeze the toad huh yeah and it just and they take pops up some things and they scrape that off mm -hmm. they dry it up and yeah, scrape it that that is yeah and they smoke and I mean, it who who even thought about doing that I mean, it's been it's been going on for forever. It was probably right? it was the natives. Yeah. That the one day, trying to hey, imagine yeah. one, yeah. Shit out. one day one of the motherfuckers grabbed that. And he's die. like, hey, what what is this? What is this shit? And they didn't die, dude. It, mm -hmm. uh, busted on in his face. Yeah. <laughs> on his face, busted on his a face. Little, <laughs> a little cream pie. <laughs> a little cream pie on him. <laughs> a little facial. A little to <laughs> toad facial. <laughs> That's gonna be the pod name. Toad, toad facial. facial. Oh God. <laughs> no, yeah. but like you obviously like you just diving into. Um, the psychedelics you've you've done it before. Yeah. So it wasn't your first rodeo. No, it wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't. I had tried mushrooms before that with like friends, mm -hmm. but we were still intentional. We were like at my house and we were like sitting down and we were like, all right, guys, we're gonna meditate. Like mm -hmm. it was like four of us. Really? And, yeah. And we were like at my house and it was like two girls and and my homie. And we're like, all right. <laughs> He's two girls and then one cup. <laughs> like, there's one cup there. <laughs> and, and we were like, all right, let's eat these. And then we just were all sitting there, like, meditating. Like, all right, you know. Uh -huh. And then we're just all chilling. Like, no one was talking. Everyone just closed their eyes. And they're just, like, you know, meditating. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. And then we did that a few times or whatever. Mm -hmm. Went out to go, go out to nature and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's the way I see psychedelics, man. It's just to, like, take time to look within and just, like, heal yourself. Because mm -hmm. when you let the medicine sit there, like, there's things there that you didn't know were there. You know what I'm saying? Traumas and certain things that you're like, oh, I remember that. I didn't understand mm -hmm. what was happening when I was little, but that, oh, sh that's what happened. That's affecting me. Yeah, that's Damn. affecting me. That's why I'm responding like that. Oh, this, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Everything just starts coming to you and you're like, whoa. You know, and there's even things that you didn't even know. Like, it's not even you. You know, it could be your ancestors, too. What the fuck? Man, I'm I ain't tripping. trying to deal with my my, my ancestors' yeah. problems. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but that ain't my business. Uh, but unfortunately, that's where you came from, so yeah, you never true. know, man. There's things that are part of your DNA that come from that. Maybe like something that affected them is affecting me now. Yeah. Know, like. But what, what can you do is that your responsibility is to change that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm break the cycle. To break the cycle, exactly. You don't listen to your parents. You follow <laughs> yeah, your dreams, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Break the cycle. You yeah. break the cycle. Break the cycle, man. There you go. That's a good way to bring, you know, wrap it back around. Yes, sir. Full yeah. circle. Full circle moment right there. Well, I think we should wrap, wrap it, up, it up, right? You want to plug your socials? Where can people find Mr. Hawar? Yeah, so y'all can follow me on all my social medias under Santos Hawar WW. And then on Spotify under Santos Hawada. I mean, there's only one now. That's why I changed my name. Because <laughs> there was one before. Because there was another Santos Guzman. is a light-skinned singer from Mexico. <laughs> and so now I'm the only Santos Hawada. So, yeah, y'all can check me out on all, all streaming platforms. Um, yeah. And 
Catch you at the residency at the exchange. Yeah, yeah, catch me at the residency if you're in Utah at Exchange by Twist in downtown Salt Lake. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Cash app, Santos Awad. <laughs> My birthday's coming soon. Drop a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Help a play out. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you, Santos. Thank you, thank you for coming again. Uh, thank the you. The remix, as we the said. The remix. <laughs>